Welcome to A Brief Chat, the show about living authentic lives on our own terms. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Tuesday. It's the fifth day of November 2019. Thanks so much for being here. Please convert your attention into membership, if you would, at abriefchat.com. Just click on support the show. Over the weekend, I was chatting with one of my closest friends, and we got to talking about the future and what it would probably look like. On yesterday's episode, I talked about how bad I was at predicting what my own personal future would look like 19 years ago, 17 years ago, some number of years ago. But this conversation was more about what the future of the planet slash the human race would look like over the next several decades. Here, I think it's possible to be a little more accurate. Now, it's important to say that there could be things that happen that I can't predict and that will greatly alter the course of human history in ways it's impossible to envision at this moment. For example, aliens could land and give us a source of completely pollution-free power that would last forever. Or some genius kid in Bangladesh invents that himself and then or herself, and, you know, off we go, and everybody has power for all of time. Barring something like that, here's what I think is likely to happen in the next few decades. First of all, the climate is going to get a lot, lot worse. We're going to be in a place where there are giant storms all over the place, where there are droughts and famines, where water dries up, or in other locations where water overruns, you know, coastal cities, island nations, etc., etc., etc. And the climate is going to start having an even larger effect on our day-to-day lives and the lives of our societies, especially in the first world, than it does even now, where that effect is actually pretty great. We just tend to ignore it. Also, it's quite likely that we'll start seeing, and we already have started seeing in small ways, but that we'll start seeing conflicts over water escalate greatly. Water is going to be, you know, the big commodity of the future, and we already see companies like Nestle trying to buy up sources of water around the U.S. and around the world, and we know already that access to water is going to be one of the big flashpoints in the years ahead because we're not making any more water and the water that we have first of all a lot of it is being used for industrial purposes second a lot of it's being polluted and then third there are just because of the changes in the climate places that used to have water that don't anymore Also, at some point, it's extremely likely that the enormous speculative economy that we currently have, and one that is built on the massive inequality between the rich and everyone else, will probably come crashing down. It is not supportable for all of the future. And of course, as fossil fuels become rarer and rarer, uh, an economy that's completely based on them is not going to be the healthiest thing in the world. But at some point, the disparity between the people who have tons of money and everybody else on the planet is going to be so great that that system is no longer sustainable. Now, I've always maintained that as long as people can find 
their favorite shows on TV and groceries on the shelves of their stores that especially in this country, this country, meaning the United States, no one's going to do anything. But it, at some point, things are going to get to a place where it's it's no longer sustainable and there'll be crashes. I think it's pretty clear that capitalism is running its course. It's destroying the earth that we live on. It is causing billions of people to live lives of poverty and more billions to live lives of desperation. That's not a sustainable way to have a species be. And of course, because of the way our species acts, we're also forcing into extinction tons and tons of other species. As I've mentioned previously on this show, I used to be a fan of George Carlin's idea that the that the planet is fine, but the people are effed. But I no longer believe that. It seems like everything is effed and getting even more effed as we go along. And effed doesn't stand for fixed. So given that, probably in my lifetime, but I would say certainly in the lives of my children and unavoidably in the lives of their children if they have them, we're going to be dealing, many of us, with an entire new way of being in the world, with an economy that is very different from the one we know now, with a level of access to resources, water, food, things like that, that are, are different than we have now. And the question becomes, well, what are we going to do about that? What are ways to deal with what that looks like? And when John Clark was on the show a month or two ago, we spent a whole week talking about these issues, but I felt like we never quite arrived at really practical solutions. We certainly arrived at listing other places to look. For me, though, it kind of comes down to figuring out how much of what we need we can, and again, the word there is need, not want, how much of what we need can we get access to through means other than having to buy it from someone? For example, how much of our own food can we grow? And if you're not the farming type, can you be part of a small little group of people who grow food? Some of them grow food and everybody benefits because some of the other people do other work and everybody benefits. So how do we get things like food, clothing, shelter, without having to buy it from somebody else. There aren't perfect solutions to all those things, but certainly stuff like cooperative housing, if you're in an urban setting, or a cooperatively owned land, if you're in a rural setting, or can be. Growing food yourself, whether that's in container gardens in an urban setting, or a, a community garden, or whether it's having enough land to grow food. That kind of stuff, I think, is going to be crucial. And I get the way in which a lot of this sounds like the words of a crazy prepper, but first of all, I i don't have a bunker, and second of all, I wish it was crazy, but I just don't think it is. I would love to be proven wrong. There's no data to suggest that I will be. And overwhelming amounts of data to suggest that the world we have now just isn't sustainable far into the future. As Owen and I look ahead to what the next phases of our life are going to look like, one of the things we've talked about a lot is how to, first of all, grow more, 
and how to do more with less. Because certainly our needs versus wants are out of whack. You know, we live a very first world life, even though we're poor. We're not poor by global standards. We're poor by the standards of the U.S. because we don't make very much money. You know, we couldn't pay our rent all the way today. (laughs) And today, you know, it was already four days late. So, I mean, in those kind of ways, we were certainly poor. But compared to many people on the planet Earth, I mean, the fact that I can even record this on a bunch of gear I own on one of the several computers in our house, etc., etc., right? Compared to the, the global population, we're fine. But figuring out what we actually need, and by need, I don't just mean like what's the bare minimum we can have to survive. I mean like to actually live a good life, but it's figuring out what that good life looks like. I think that's part of the key. Like, what is it my smartphone that makes my life good, or is it the connections that I, that I make with it? And can I supplant the smartphone with other ways to make connections? That's one example. Tomorrow I want to talk a little bit about time, because that really factors into all of this for me too. And the exchange of time is something that's on my mind a lot these days. I'll get to that tomorrow. Meanwhile, I hope that you will do me a favor and tell a friend about this show because, quite honestly, the show needs it. (laughs) I'm recording this show right now for a group of people small enough that you could all just come over and I could just tell you this stuff. It would be inconvenient because many of you live far away, but it would in no way be difficult in terms of fitting you all into a space where I live. Uh, we couldn't all quite fit around the table, but there aren't very many of us. So if you would tell other people, that would be amazing. And if you're not yet a member, that would be amazing too. You can go to abriefchat.com and figure out how to do that by clicking on support the show. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>